normally we have what two rest days on the tour this year we got three tomorrow we have rest day number two it's a weird one we started on a friday we're gonna have three rest days it's what it is it's episode 255 of the between two wheels podcast stage nine tour de france 2022 we go from aigle to Châtel Le Port du Soleil, something of the sun, I think. Welcome, everybody. Between Two Wheels podcast. Hope you're doing fine. Hope you're having a good Sunday. I've been uh, I've been chilling. I did a little bit of work. I did a little bit of bike riding. Did a little sh- uh, Costco purchase, <laughs> which can uh, which can really hamper you uh, as a family. But um, we've we've we're doing fine, and we're able to uh, to handle it. So you know, we do some shop go uh, Costco stuff. Get some some basics. And we're back in business for a while. Uh, did a little yard work. Uh, did a little bike ride. Um, my fatigue is, is hitting there. I'm trying to bring my fitness back up once again, as long as I don't get sick. Speaking of which, we've had some dropouts of the Tour de France. Guillaume Martin dropped out. He has COVID. Um, the COVID thing, and, and then um, Pogacar said, hey, co- I'm, not, I'm not fighting against COVID. I'm fighting against uh, Jumbo. It is interesting. I know it's controversial. But uh, at this point, you're not really fearing for getting COVID. None of these riders are. And and by the way, I think Pogacar and them, they've all been, and his teammate, they've all been uh, vaccinated. I mean, that was the first team to get vaccinated, so they should all be fine. But um, they're not really worried. And, and, you know, you can get sick and cold and spread it around the tour and just decimate everybody. But it's just different with COVID. It, it's deadly ish not now but um it's deadly to your prospects of winning the tour so if you get it that's that's the one thing and i think bob jungles we're going to do a, a little spoiler here bob jungles won the won the stage today i think first few stages he actually tested positive for covid but they do a viral load and analysis on it and he was allowed to continue Thank you. That's the way it should be, at least some of this. Uh, so he's allowed to continue. Um, Guillaume Martin had a sore throat. He was not. Some others are not. And there you go. So um, stage nine, 192. Let's go back, put it back up on the screen here. 192 kilometers. And as you can see, it's got a Cat 4 early on, a sprint spot, a Cat 2, a Cat 1, and a Cat 1. And it had a dip down and then a punch up to the finish. And it was an exciting day. And we had um, the breakaway going early. We had um, possible firepower in there, and I got a little frustrated with Rigoberto Uran's result today. Then I heard a a, a little interview with him at the finish, and and he got to kind of just hug the guy. He's just like, he goes, oh, everything is, uh, you know, motivation is the big thing. You know, I'm motivated. My legs just aren't there, but I'm motivated. And I'm like, ah, I get why Jonathan Vodders loves this guy. And, you know, he, when he had a chance, when EF, before they came on and Rigoberto had just come off of the 2017 tour, I think getting third or fourth there, uh, had a great result and he probably could have signed somewhere else. He said, I'm staying with you, Jonathan Vodders. By the way, uh, I reviewed Jonathan Vodders book a while ago, did an episode of it last year or so. Um, glaring, glaring omission. Tom Danielson tested positive on your team. No mention of it in the book. Hello. Okay. Let's get, let's get, <laughs> we'll go over the results. We'll go over everything. Uh, but let's, uh, first these pull up. Um, I did not have this ready. So I guess I'm going to have to do it. Here we go. No, that's that one. Wild gets hit tour to front GCN. Um, let's see if we can find their video. There we go. The break versus the chasers. Okay. Uh, we'll check this out. By the way, um, had once uh, YouTube did this as well as Facebook. They blocked me on the, on the episode. I think I want to say uh, seven or so, or episode stage seven 
uh, for showing some of the things. It was just a tiny little stream that I did. They, you know, there's a fair use clause that you can do as far as editing commentary. It's all fine and dandy except for these uh, ridiculous platforms, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, they removed it. Actually, YouTube at least gave me the option of trimming that section out, which I just did. So it's it's whatever. Uh, but you, if you want to get the full episodes and a little bit of that info, you can check it out on Odyssey, which doesn't do that because they are a little more sensible platform. Uh, they make you, the other party um, basically prove that it's an, a violation of fair use and copyright rather than just removing it off there. So I'm on an odyssey of between those podcasts. And of course, I need the audio streams. Um, let's go. Let's go straight to the sharing the screen here. We're going to bring it up uh, the YouTube section. And I'm just going to, once again, I'm going to click through. Oh, it's already going. I'm going to click through. Um, by the way, love the love the video presentation here. The nice bright colors. How do you not uh, enjoy that? They do a quick recap of yesterday's stage and showing uh, Wout Fenner getting the, the win. By the way, um, Michael Matthews, disappointed, still upbeat. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, what I would like to point out from this is that it's well over a bike length uh, win. That's impressive, okay? Uh, I don't know what you're going to do about Wout, but um, he's getting a over bike length win. You're getting a, a, a bike throw by Michael Matthews to beat uh, the sprinter uh, Pogacar. So that's what it was for yesterday's going to today's stage. He's got 39 seconds Pogacar over Vinigo. That's nothing. A good COVID um, positive, <laughs> he rebounds that 39 seconds. Uh, not only that, but you've got um, Pogacar. Uh, and let's take a quick look here at the psych pro cycling stats. I'll bring this up as we talk here. Uh, but I wanted to see what the final time trial was last year for the 2020. Uh, 2021 Tour de France because uh, I believe Vinigo was third on that stage. Jesus, doesn't make this easy. Uh, I believe Vinigo was third on that stage and uh, Wout, or second or third, and he, Wout won that stage. And I think he put some time in to... Um, to 2021 let's let's show this up here on the screen here let's just do this while we got while we're thinking about it um show the screen 2021 tour de france uh we'll go to the final gc but let's go to the itt on stage 20 uh stage results here wild wins vinigo third place third place 32 seconds back pogachar 57 seconds back so you're getting what 20 uh, right around 20 seconds there that he put on him in the time trial. Now this time trial was 30 kilometers. We're going to get 40 kilometers. And if Vinigo is going better than he was last year, there's a good chance that this thing can still come down to it. But what you're seeing the two, which I think is, is very smart. You, you look back at the wins of Roglic in the tour and the tour of the Vuelta España as an example, he's got them from a lot of just stage wins, stage win, uh, bonus points, bonus points, and then when he really had to put it in, what's the guy's name for Ineos that he had to, he cracked on the final climb there on stage uh, 20 uh, on the Vuelta and barely won by just, you know, 15, 20 seconds. That time gap, that chain, that difference of the two was all coming down to time bonuses. And that's what Pogaccio is doing here. You've got the time trial. He got nine seconds on Vigno on the time trial. Uh, you've got about 20 seconds or so that you got on uh, stage, what, four or five there uh, in the on the cobbles. And then you're getting, bang, you're getting five seconds here. You bang, you're getting five seconds here. Now, uh, uh, Vinigo was able to stay with him today on the finish, even though there was a slight gap. We'll go over that. But with that said, um, 
He's still getting time gaps on everybody. Just little seconds here and there. And it's the way Roglic has done. It's the way the, the, the pros have done. And it's the way that uh, Philippe was trying to do it a few years ago, 2019, when he cracked and wasn't able to do it anymore and lost, what, five minutes there in one stage. Now, that reminds me. You go back. Remember 2019, you had Bernal winning here when the Tour of California comes in here, barnstorms everybody in the Tour de France. And all the podcasters, all the announcers, all the pundits are saying – this is it. This is what we're going to see for the next five, 10 years. And then we have Pogacar. So things aren't always as bleak as they, you may think that they are uh, and what they are, but that's that's what it is. Okay. Pogacar, uh, starting the day, teams, Team Trek, um, they're looking, you know, kind of four along there. Uh, team at the start, uh, we get the breakdown of the race. Um, I want to kind of look here. So we'll, we'll, we'll show this here. And you start an angle. And you go towards the going north a bit uh, around the edge of the lake uh, up to of the category four. You kind of do a switch back there, and then you you head up north and east and do the switch back coming through, and then you come all the way back down to Eagle. We'll go through here, Eagle, and then you cut through and you go to the Pass de Morgans and then the Chateau de la, la Porte du Soleil, 186.3 kilometers. Here's the the profile. And it starts out the day, 147 kilometers. You're finally getting this breakaway. You're getting Castro Viejo, Bob Jungles, Conrad, Verona, uh, Simon Geshka. You're getting Rigoberto Oran in the group. Um, trying to remember. Wout ends up uh, pacing himself up there, about 140 in. He ends up taking the first sprint point. He is slaughtering everybody on the sprints. So there's not even going to be a, an issue. Is, is he, at some point, re, kind of pull himself back and stop going for the, some of these? Maybe. I mean, uh Everything's kind of turned upside down because of his ability to get over. I mean, he and if you look at he and Pogacar, they actually overlap so well. You have a race like yesterday that has this climb at the end and then a sprint. Those two are are so closely matched as far as that's kind of their overlap, right? You got a fear a pure um, sprint pack sprint. You're gonna have Wout winning that. You got a pure climbing. You're gonna have Pogacar winning that. Time trials are pretty much a dead even. And then those punchy climbs, they have that. That's that Venn diagram overlap spot. Fascinating. Um, Bob Jungle, 63.7 kilometers. He's in the break. He ends up just taking off. Um, and and do they see him again? Well, uh, Simon Geshka ends up uh, bridging up to him on this, uh, going over the top of this climb. And uh, just goes around him, gets the sprint point, uh, the KOM, I'm sorry. So he actually unseats uh, Magnus Court, gets 19 points on the end of the day. Bob Jungles gets 18 points, so Bob's in second. And then Magnus Court gets popped down to, I believe, third. So Magnus Court's no longer, uh, what's a stage... Nine, you've had him in there since stage one, eight stages. Wonderful. I mean, uh, you know, he's not even trying anymore, but it's it's been good for him. It's been a wonderful thing for EF. I think you get, you know, every day you're in there, he gets on the podium, he gets a little smile. It's it's a, it's an experience that, um, good for him for planning this out and uh, executing it. And by the way, you know, goes to his home country to begin with of Denmark, and he just lights it up and um, pretty, pretty, Pretty happy about that situation the way it went for him. Uh, behind you have Verona, you've got Castro Viejo. Uh, there's Magnus Court trying to ditch his way in there, but um, just 217 back or 30. Or no, that's two, 
32 there. I don't know where he's at uh, on this right, but he was he was trying to get some time, the bonus, and he um, he didn't make it. Wout ends up dropping out of the main break at 19.1 uh, kilometers, comes back to the group <laughs> full of bottles, ends up, as you can see here, uh, Roglic digging him out of his back shirt. He'd already given one to to Vinigo and I want to say Tish Benut and uh, the, the rest of them there to, to put down and pour over their heads. Uh, Thibaut Puno finally decides to head out. He's at this point, oh, two minutes behind Bob Jungles. And you got this uh, pretty 8.6 kilometer climb and then a five, four or five kilometer descent and then a pop up to the finish, uh, you know, four or five kilometers uh you know the, the for the finish and um is this going to be enough for Thibaut Pinot he puts in a lot of time and effort uh you had UAE uh, Brandon McNulty was in the break as well just sitting on for the day he ends up deciding not to and you know look you could if and I'm I don't know UAE you know what they want to do but um it's fine uh but they he basically drifted back to the main group and then did a bunch of work back there uh totally fine Pinot digging deep uh, 11 kilometers. Um, you've still got uh, 27 seconds lead over uh, Pino with Bob Jungles, 51 over Castro Viejo and uh, Verona, and then 155 on the yellow jersey group. Um, Bob Jungles goes over the top here. He still has a good advantage. And now this is kind of where you, you end up seeing this 10K to go. Um, you end up, they're almost to the top of the, the big penultimate climb before the, the one up to the finish here. And Bob Jungles has, it's, it's a good, uh, symmetrical gap here, 20 seconds to Pinot approximately another 20 seconds, which is 40 or 50 seconds to Verona and Castro Viejo and around two minutes to the yellow Jersey. And that pretty much holds all the way down the descent. Um, you're looking here and you're getting what now 4.3. They're going into the final climb. Jungle still has a 24 seconds over Pinot, 46 over the pursuers and two minutes over the yellow jersey. The cameras never show us the yellow jersey group on the final climb. OK, for the last four or five kilometers. And why? Well, you have Thibaut Pinot. And I talked about it yesterday where Pinot following behind a team car trying to catch back up in the French cameras or you know, the ones that are running ASO, they're not showing him, um, you know, drafting illegally off the car or at least for too long. Today, they're going to show the whole time because they actually expect him to get this uh, win. He is not, though, able to pull any time back on uh, Bob Jungles on the final climb. The final climb wasn't too big. No, Bob Jungles hasn't won for quite some time. He's had some injuries, some illness. He won Liege best on Liege several years ago, I want to say. 17, 19, somewhere around there, 18, and um, was spectacular. Did a break off on that uh, last climb. Mike Woods had it was on his wheel, decides to sit up and not follow along, allows us to go. Mike Woods ends up, I think, third or fourth at that day. I think he has on the podium with Robin Bardet and Jungles. Just off of the top of my head, I think that's what happened. Double check me if you'd like. By the way, I've listened back to some of the podcasts um, that I've done. I made some <laughs> horrible mistakes. Fred Wright is not American. He's uh, English. Uh, Tom Dumoulin did not win the Tour de France. He won the Giro. That's what I meant. That's not what came out of my my faulty old man brain. Um, but anyway, the Jungles is a proven rider. He's had a break. He's from Luxembourg. He's been doing fine. Um Pino starts to falter here. He just can't hold on. The, 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 pay, the, the hill, the final climb is not super steep, and it really plays into Bob Jungle's, uh, Jungle Bob's uh, antics here in his way. He rides inside the last 500 meters. You can see here Castro Viejo is it's good, great time trial for Ineos. Starts leading Verona, and they are, they've got uh, Pino in their sights. 
uh, but ready to pull around him, which they do, I think, in the last 300 meters. Bob Jungle, nice post up. Castro Viejo and Verona end up easily spitting out and going through uh, Thibaut Pino. And once again, the 20 seconds, the gap, that's what he, uh, Bob had had to Pino for most of the time here, last 10 kilometers or so. And Castro only closed it down to that. Now, Castro Viejo is like, look, I should have gone earlier. My legs well, great. It's what it is, dude. Um, you know, Bob Jungles is feeling great too. But suddenly, right around the corner from what you had this, all of a sudden the yellow jersey appears and they are hot on the wheels. And he's got only Vinigo here. There's a small gap to um, uh, uh, Garrett Thomas, as you can see here. And Vinigo ends up that. So there's a slight little gap here in the time. Um, 51 seconds. So they lost a little bit of time. There's a few second gap to Thomas, uh, Adam Yates. Uh, then you have Enrique Moss and a few others. Um, Primus Reglo, Reglo, uh, Roglic was in the group there. And then uh, a little bit of a gap there to Nilsson Palace and Sepkus Quintana up the front group. So here's what you had on the day. Or this is the GC. Let's see if they do um, the... the Stage, Jungles, Castroviejo, Verona, 22, 26, 40 seconds to Pino. He holds off just Pogacar to 49, 49 for Vinigo. Get another three seconds, though, over Thomas, Yates, Mass, Quintana, et al., and um, and then the, the GC. So you had Pogacar, 39 seconds, no gain on, on them. But Thomas up to 117 now, 125 to Yates, Gadu at 138, Bardet 139. He was in that group. Pidcock 146, Enoch Moss at 150. Palace drops the spot to 155. Quintana down to 213. And uh, I don't know if they go any further here. Uh, the rest day. And then here's what you got coming up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is going to be uh, a big mashup. Um, this one's up to McGuire. Uh, uh, four, three, four, sprint, two, and. I can't see what the last climb is. We'll, we'll go to a different um, different website to, to get a look at that one. So I, from what I understand, though, uh, coming up here, you've got three big days in the mountains. This is stage nine, rest day tomorrow, then Tuesday, stage 10. Uh, this is the one we were just talking about here. We've got the uh, last climb. It's a cat two. So uh, one, two, three, four, four big climbs in that day uh, for 148 kilometers. So that's inside 100 miles. Solid. Um, stage 10, Albertville, the Col de Granon. They go over the de Galibier and they finish on the Sierra Chervais. This is a two, a one, an HC, and an HC. So the first two HCs that they've had coming in uh, or category. And then um, Thursday, you've got an HC of the Col du Galibier. You've got Col de Croix de Feu. And then the Aldoise. This is, this to me, this is the famous circuit here because um, if you watch the tour back and back over the years, this is a famous three-prong attack here. The Galibier, the Croix de Feu, and the Alpe d'Huez. Alpe d'Huez, obviously. And so it's Thursday. It's interesting. It's not going to be on the weekend. Um, but... Three big days. So, you know, we've often said the win the the winner, the the wear of the yellow jersey on top of Alpe d'Huez is the one that's going to go into Paris. So we'll see. And then there's a little bit of a transition, a little pitchy transition uh to Saint on stage thirteen. That's Friday. And then the weekend. Once again, remember we usually have big climbing stuff on the weekend. Uh Mende. That's the one it pitches up to the top of this 
uh, airfield. Okay, so the last climb, and, and it doesn't look great. It doesn't look that bad, but um, this whole valley and this this climb here, it's usually really sticky roads. You had Gianni Moscon, remember at the start a few years ago, was punching another rider at the beginning. He gets DQ'd, and they go up to the top of the Mende. It's um, the steep-ass climb coming into town, comes up over the top, and then they they do a little few little roundabouts that are kind of downhill and into onto this airfield. Uh, usually a fascinating one. Uh, Steve Cummins won there several years ago, um, riding for the team out of South uh, Africa. Uh, then Sunday, kind of not the kind of blah, uh, a cat three, a cat three, and then Carcassonne, um, a little bit more of a transition stage. And then you'd have probably a rest day, and then you have a Tuesday, a cat one, and cat one, uh, to foie and a pair of sword, okay, which is you're going to be oh, the Col de Laurent, um. Okay, uh, Coldas Ban. Okay, those are those some once again some famous climbs. And then you got Hatacom, Hatacom, and then that's probably your last big one, the transition stage. Triple T, uh, not triple T. I said that the other day too. It's not a uh, triple T. It's just an individual time trial. Forty K though, with a pitch up at the end. That's going to be fascinating. If it's anything within the, a minute of these riders, uh, you're going to see some wild swings there because uh, I don't know if they show the last two kilometers. I mean, uh, a time trial, you're going full out and you have a two kilometer finish up a climb. People, people, that's going to be, that's going to be detrimental. Uh, so there you go. That's what, uh, that's what we have going on. Uh, let's see if there's any news stories that have hit the news. News stories that have hit the news. Uh, Pino misses out on Chatel, but uh, shows he's ready for Tour de France mountain stages. Is he, though? Um, Thomas, UAE, were well in control. Jungles, solos. Yeah, we know that. Cabo Vela News. They have anything exciting? Bob Jungles wins stage nine after a long solo break. Tour de France. Ineos Grenadiers loses one of its GC leaders. Oh, yeah. Danny Martinez. That, that's... Thank you, Tyler. Let's, let's go back to... Um, adding it in here and uh there we go okay so let's look at uh which two of the fronts is this this is 2022 itt okay let's go up to today's stage stage nine and let's look at all the results because i want to break through the teams uh like we've been doing uh first of all we'll look at the nations uh the americans palace 103 little gap he and sep cuss roll across the finish together brandon mcnulty had dropped back and then was up in there uh with his team coming across the finish uh, Joe Dombrowski was in the break today, uh, ends up sitting up losing 1202. Just didn't have it. Uh, Mateo Jorgensen, uh, Jorgensen, whatever you want to call it. 1202. He comes in with, um, with, uh, Dombrowski, uh, 44 and 45 places and 1202 back. Sim Quinn, uh, Sim Quinn, uh, Quinn Simmons comes in 2338, 88th place. Definitely not the worst place, uh, rider on, on the, the day. Um, but coming in well, he's, he's understanding you, sometimes you just gotta, you know, suck it up, know when to sit up. AG2R got first place on the day, uh, had a tough day for Ben O'Connor. He ends up losing 27, 35. At what point are you going to just pull him out? He rides for a French team. They're probably not wanting him to pull out. Um, they need to, at this point, he doesn't look like he's doing anything, but probably harming himself. I know he's got like some sort of hip problem. So, um, yeah, you need to do that. Uh, Alpeson, uh, Vanderpool loses 20. He comes in with the Gruppetto. Um, they're, I'd, I'd like to see him rebound, but remember, he did the Giro and he was doing well in the Giro. So, yeah. Lutsenko loses 58 seconds. So, he comes in that front group. 
Joe Dombrowski, 1202. B&B Hotels, anybody? Nope, 1002. Bahrain. Damiano Caruso comes in 11th place in that top group here. Uh, Fred Wright, who had a big day out yesterday, comes in with the Gruppetto. Good for him for just sitting up. Bora. Uh, Vlasov loses a little bit of time. 116 comes in. Uh, Conrad at 142. How is he Vlasov now on GC? He's 12 at 312 back. I've seen better. Kofidis, Simon Geshka, remember they lose Guillaume Martin, so he's off the, the charts here. Simon Geshka was up there and then just kind of sat up. He loses uh, 418 uh, for 32nd. EF, their best place, um, uh, Nilsson Palace, being able to stay up there. Just coming off the wheels right at the finish when the sprint happened. Dude, you're gonna it's going to happen with Pogacar is going to nickel and dime you all the time on the top of these climbs. He's going to post just a little bit of a gap. You're going to have to do what you got to do. You're going to have to bury yourself immensely just to stay in there so that there's not a gap happening. Um, you could have stayed on with the G Thomas and, and Yates group, but you just let another little bit. Sorry. That's just what happens. Rigoberto ran though. Um, got in the break, tried to make a move, comes out of the Verona. Um, uh, who was he with? He was in Verona. He wasn't with Geshka. It was with uh, Castro Viejo. And then he tried to go with those and then was leading. And then he just sat up and blew out. So, um, it's kind of done and over for him, but you know, maybe we'll keep him on as a, a chance for winning stages. Uh, Thibaut Pinot, 40 seconds, had a great chance. David Gadu, though, is the real big guy there. Comes up there, uh, 50 second, sec, 57 seconds to 13th place. He comes in right with the Garrett Thomas. Uh, Michael Storer, the Australian riding for them. He's not going to have a chance for anything personal, but uh, it's good to see him stand up there. Castro Viejo, second place. Loses 22 seconds. Thomas, Yates, Pidcock. But here's the loser on the day is Daniel Martinez. So we'd had this four-prong fork attack that was going to somehow take place for Ineos. But before they even got a chance to implement it, uh, Daniel Felipe Martinez, Danny Martinez, gets spit out today up the, the penultimate climb and loses 16 minutes. Just had a horrid day. It would have been good to see him maybe try to do something today where they freak out and then you'd really waste the UAE in a chance to chase him down. That's gone. That's gone now. Intermontum Marche, um, Louis Menches, uh rides across the line today. Loses 112, so he's right there with um, Nilsson Palace. Hugo Hule, 737 for the Israel uh Startup, what's their actor team here? Israel Premier Tech. Um, he was in the break today, but didn't see him being able to do much. Chris Froome loses 1202. Mike Woods, 27. <laughs> Mike Woods, uh, next few days, um, he's got to get in the break. Uh, Jumbo Vinegard uh, in six. Primoz Roglic loses uh, three seconds to them in 14th. Sepkus, top three there. Be only looking at the top two. I would like to see Primos on a day like today, as an example, um, coming up where you've got a big second to last climb attack, make the others chase. You're going to, you're going to try to either detonate yourself. And by the way, he can, he could still go well. So he may end up putting himself into a world of hurt and may come and be problem for the days coming after, but you're going to make Roglic and his team do a lot of work to putting you back because they don't want to let you get that. Maybe he gets a chance and gets up there and gets the virtual yellow jersey or brings himself into contention, makes Roglic go, and then you've got Vinigo who can uh, counter on that. I think that's what they've got to do. Um, Andres Klon, who was fourth yesterday, ends up uh, 18 minutes back. Uh, Lotto doesn't have anybody up there for the GC movie star. Carlos Verona, again, third place. He, he was up there nice. 
Enric Maas and then uh, Mateo Jorgensen uh, loses 52 seconds, uh, comes in 45. I don't Is that right? Is he on? That doesn't seem right. Uh, he should not be 52 seconds at 45. I think he's at seven or eight minutes. So something's weird with that one. Uh, quick step. Who cares? Arkea Samsic. Um, Quintana was up there 52 seconds. Bargi lost seven minutes. Team bike exchange, 112 for Nick Stoltz. Hey, solid. Uh, didn't think that they really had a climber in the group, but there you go. Team DSM, Roman Bardet, 52 seconds. Uh, once again, doing great there. Chris Hamilton losing 10 minutes as a team helper. Uh, Pierre Latour, 16 minutes, the best for total energies. Trek, Tony Gallopin, seven minutes. And UAE, the leader of the race, loses 49 seconds to uh, the winner. Uh, Bob Jungles, uh, Rafa Michael comes in one minute later. 112 down was uh, Brandon McNulty and George Bennett, uh, 352, but he did a lot of work. Mark Soler, once again, a lot of work too. He pulled off in the last second of the last climb. Mark Hershey, though, comes in 28-52. Good for him. That's all we got. 30 minutes. Right. It will be right on 30 minutes, people. Okay. So we got a rest day tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to do a show uh, unless I talk to someone. They want to come on and maybe talk to us about what they've seen so far for the first week. Um, other than that, we're going to have, like I said, we just went over a little bit. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, I should probably look at my own work calendar to see how bad this I think I've got... <laughs> This might be a bad thing because I think I have court coming up this week where um, it's going to be tough for me to do much of anything. So with that in mind, um, we'll try to get a show out maybe in the evenings on those. But I think we'll be we'll still be doing fine. So Between Two Wheels podcast, episode 255, stage nine, Tour de France. Hope your favorite rider is still in there. Have a good weekend, everybody. Well, have a good week. The weekend's almost over. Later. Later.